0: All right, we've got a massive show today. Listen, if you want a Bitcoin, if you you want a Bitcoin, let me know in the comments and watch the show till the end because I think I have a chance for you guys to get yourself uh, a full Bitcoin. Anyway, let's get on with what we're actually talking about in the show today. So we do have a big war between Mark Cuban, Elon Musk, You are now teaming up against Gary Gensler and this actually could be very good for crypto so we're going to talk about that. Then there is another war. Uh, The other war is Elizabeth Warren. She's got a war on crypto and this time what she's doing is she's actually using Hamas as her tool to try and ban crypto in the United States. I'm going to show you why she's being ridiculous and why her plan will never ever 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 work. Okay it'll never work. I'm going to show you why. She can try as hard as she wants to ban Bitcoin. She ain't going to succeed. She ain't going to succeed. Then I want to show you why the Bitcoin chart may actually follow this orange line. And I think we're somewhere around here in the next couple of years. So we're going to talk about that. And then we need to talk about a fraud case or a potential fraud case because the New York Attorney General has gone to DCG and laid a complaint. They're saying that they falsely misrepresented a, their financial condition to concede a $1 billion hole. And that to me sounds like outright fraud so we're going to talk about that um and remember yes at the end of the show i'm going to show you guys how you could get your very own bitcoin in january on the first of january you could get your very 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 own bitcoin if you watch the show till the very end trust me it's worth watching it's something that i've taken it's taken me a while it's taken me a while to put it together it's finally ready finally finally together and uh, i'm going to i'm going to show you at the end of the show what it's all about so let's go I just want to say, yesterday we got 1,179 likes by the end of the show. So today we're going to try and be a little bit better. Let's go to 1,250. When we get to 1,250, I reveal to you how you can have a Bitcoin at the end of the year. And anyone here, anyone in the chat, anyone in the comments can actually get it. So if you're, um, if you, if you want a Bitcoin, this is, a, this is probably the easiest way for you guys to get your hands on to a, 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 full, a full Bitcoin. I see someone here saying, we are all George. What a drama. Wow, wow, wow. What a drama we had yesterday. I don't know if you guys were watching the crypto dramas that were happening yesterday. So what happened was yesterday, while we were on the show, I said to you guys, I'm tired of George actually copying our, our content. So remember I said he copied our 85 days. Remember I came up with this whole 85 days and he copied it. Then yesterday he copied our content. Anyway, long story short, coincidentally, what happened was his channel was banned from YouTube uh, just after the show. And there were some, what's the word I want you? Um, there were some washed out nefarious actors in crypto who tried to link us to, to the channel being banned. And obviously we would never do that because we understand how important YouTube channels are. And in fact, if anything, we were out trying to help George. Up, I sent a message to YouTube I chatted to George personally. I asked him if he, if he had a YouTube rep. If not, we could have spoken to our rep. Uh, I wrote a couple of tweets. Uh, anyway, I don't know if it was our efforts or all the other efforts, but anyway, George is back now. Let's just see that he's doing a show. I hope he hasn't copied us again. I, ho- I hope he hasn't. He's back. Okay. He, his topic is that he's actually back today. So George is actually back today uh, and all's good in the hood. Um, Yes, and I mean, a lot of people are asking me whether or not we're going to pay attention to some nefarious, washed-out actors in crypto trying to link us to it. And I just said, you know, it's, it's actually not worth it. It's actually, it's just not worth it. We've got lives to change. We've got businesses to build. And we can't drag ourselves down to the level of some of these, these actors. Anyway, let's, let's get into happier things. Um, if you're here, let me know you're present. Someone says, Matt R., free George. George is free now. George is free. Uh, Matt's present. Gabby Dijan, always present. I know he's always here. There's a a Rand man in the chat. Holy shit. Uh, Ricardo Alves, let me know if you want a Bitcoin. Let me know if you want a full Bitcoin. If you want a full Bitcoin, say, I don't know, I want a full Bitcoin, give me a full Bitcoin. Um, Yeah, I've got, by the end of the show, we're going to, if we get to 1,250 likes, uh, we definitely, definitely, definitely going to show you guys how we can give away a Bitcoin. Ready? Okay, let's go. let's start off actually talking about Bitcoin. So Where are we with Bitcoin so far? So good. 28,548. We are now really, really, really moving away from this 200-week moving average. And remember, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get to the end of the week so that this weekly candle ends above the 200-week moving average. And if we get above the 200-week moving average, we're back above this long-term trend line. And for me, as I say, it is the most important trend line in Bitcoin's history. It's a 200 week, which is a four year moving average. And you can see that most of Bitcoin's life, it's actually been above this 200 week moving average. The issue that we have as DGENS, because we are a bunch of DGENS, and the issue that we have as DGENS is that even though Bitcoin is moving up, right, we have a problem. The problem that we have is this chart over here, the dominance chart. Just look at this dominance chart. So let's just go, let's t- take that onto, onto the daily and let's get rid of the 200 week moving average. So that's not important when you're looking at dominance. But Look at this dominance chart. It's basically now broken this, uh, this support level over here, and it's going way above 52, 52%, which is very, 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 for us, I won't say catastrophic, but not good, because the result of what you're actually getting is you're getting the altcoins bleeding. So you can see that you've got mainly, mainly, mainly here. all the altcoins are actually red. Uh, let's quickly just see if there's anything happening in the newsroom while we're here. Jose, my man, it's going, not going to be active with Discord night. I'm meeting a girl. Hold on, Jose's meeting a girl. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that. But is this the level that we've come to on the research group? Is that, is that how dry crypto has become that we're talking about about um, uh, George and Jose? But hold on, now I'm quite curious about the girl. So just, just, just a second. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, continue with our regular programming in a second. Not going to be active in Discord tonight, I'm meeting a girl, a real one in half an hour. Wouldn't expect any of you to understand anyway. So please don't DM me asking where I am. I am with a with a girl. You'll most likely get aired because oh god. So this okay, okay. Well, um, he cleans up pretty good. I'll tell you that he cleans up pretty good. As I was saying though, we have the bubbles on the weekly still green, but on the daily we are still coming down. That's because Bitcoin is basically sucking out all the liquidity outside of of the alts, and the dominance continues to go up. And I think the biggest. Token that is getting hit by this move in in, in in Bitcoin is actually Ethereum. So it looks like people are trading out of Bitcoin into Ethereum. And if you look at that chart, it's 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 a downward sloping, terrible, terrible, terrible looking chart. But listen, not all hope is lost. Not all hope is lost. And I'll show you in one second why not why not all hope is lost. Because we have a thing called a short-term holder cost basis. Now, what is the short-term holder cost basis? it tells you the price at which short-term holders, what is their cost price for the Bitcoin that they're holding, right? That's the short-term holder cost basis. The short-term holder cost basis is 27,900. Okay, what does that mean? It means that if you take all the short-term holders of Bitcoin that are left, and remember there's not many of them left because the short-term holders all got flushed out in, in and the long-term holders actually hold most of the coins. We spoke about that yesterday, right? But the short-term holders are now in the money because the majority of them or the, on average they pay twenty seven thousand nine hundred now what does that mean it means that when people are down on their bitcoin they become quite risk averse when they're up on their bitcoin they become more risk tolerant so if we continue to go up and the short term holders start to get into profit on their bitcoin And they start feeling more and more confident. What what that means is that means that they're going to start spreading some of their Bitcoin into altcoins as they get more and more confidence. So the number that we're looking at is 27,900. We've got to be above 27,900. And we have to be in a position where they're going to start getting confidence. When they do, that could signal a bullish shift in market sentiment, which will, of course, uh, get the alts up. So so don't be... um, uh, uh, don't be despondent about the fact that the altcoins are going down. It will turn some time. That is one of the indicators that may actually help us turn is if the short-term holders start to become in the money and then they'll start to become much, much, much more risk tolerant. You know that. You know that, like, you know that from your own portfolio. When do you invest in altcoins? When you've made profit on your Bitcoin. When do you stop investing in altcoins? When everything's down, you don't want to invest in altcoins. That's exactly how it is. Anyway, uh, let's see what else, what else we, we want to talk about today. Um, I think when you look at Bitcoin, and you look at Bitcoin at 20, 28,547. Uh, 28, so you look at, Fred bought me this shirt. It's a very nice shirt, but it's very loose. It makes me look like, a, like one of those Greeks, you know, on, on, in, on the Greek isles. Anyway, um, as I was saying, If you look at Bitcoin, we're trading at 28,550. We're above the 200-week moving average. And the more more impressive thing, the more impressive thing is that we're doing this in an environment where we're in a a Middle East war. The United States is involved in multiple wars around the world. There's a beginning of a new trade war with China. Record oil inventories with record low oil inventories because, you know, Joe Biden depleted the entire oil reserves with $90 oil prices, and CPI is actually starting to increase. And you you look at Bitcoin in this environment and you say to yourself, it's quite impressive that in this kind of environment, Bitcoin is doing what it's doing. Bitcoin is sitting at 28,570 now, above the 200-week moving average, and um, above the 200-week moving average, and um, on on the uptrend. So I think it's super impressive. It's super... Impressive that Bitcoin is doing this against this kind of background, and when the stock markets are starting to 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 cool off, as we saw yesterday, and then I saw this tweet over here, and James Van Straten said, Bitcoin is performing against gold, like how gold performed against U.S. equities in the 1970s. So I did a little bit more research into the tweet, and I, I found this chart over here, which is a chart that, when you look at it, kind of kind of blows your mind. So that is the gold in orange versus the Dow, Jones, uh, the Dow Jones charts. But he specifically narrows it down to the 70s, right? So let's go narrow it down to the 70s. And let's see what happened in the 70s between Bitcoin, not Bitcoin, between gold and the markets. And what you can see, let's actually do that. What you can see is that in the 70s, what happened is gold started to really, really, really outperform the Dow Jones and that continued up until the 80s when we had a very, in this period, we had a very high inflationary environment. And that is when gold started to shine. Now, what he's saying is he's saying, look, Bitcoin is performing against gold, like gold performed against US equities in the 70s. So maybe if gold was, was what performed really well in the 70s, now Bitcoin is going to be the one that, that, that sits, that sits uh, uh, um, above that. And then if you look at gold's like real bull run, when the real bull run started for 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 gold, it was actually when the gold ETF was approved. And I think what we know is that we're on the cusp of our Bitcoin ETF being approved. It's now become like, the talk around Wall Street is like, it's not if, it's when. And the reason why it's not if, it's when is because when Gary Gensler was messing around and playing against the Winklevoss brothers and Van Eck and whatever else, it was a small battle, but now... The, the players are much bigger, right? The players are, are much, much, much bigger in, um, in, in, in the game. Now he's playing against BlackRock. He's playing against Mike Novogratz. He's playing against Kathy Wood. He's playing against in- Invesco. You name it, Gary Gensler now has this, this, this big fight. And it's become very much an if, not, uh, a when, not if. So you can see today, Grayscale refiled their application, but the way they did it was actually an amendment on the previous application. So they didn't file from the beginning. You can see how it says, filed again as amended to list the shares of Grayscale Trust. So they filed their amendment. The, the other one that, that refiled an amendment today is BlackRock. They filed an updated ETF prospectus, which means that the SEC is now currently engaging with BlackRock and engaging with all these guys, telling them to refile, telling them to get the paperwork in order on it, usually, usually, usually preempts the launch of, uh, of the ETF. Anyway, yesterday, on his birthday, by the way, on his birthday. No, I'm not kidding. It was Gary Gensler's birthday yesterday. Listen to this. Listen to the what happened at the SEC. I don't hear sound. Let's see. If, let's see if we can get some sound over here. It's definitely not muted here. Let's get let, Let's get sound. Do you want to refresh your audio feed? Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just try to get you guys sound. Okay, hold on. James, help us here. Let's, okay, there we go. I
1: know you can't comment on ongoing but should we still be Let's quickly go back here.
0: Okay, how do I share your screen? Okay, hold on. Josh is going to help us here. Okay, amazing. Cool. So now, let's look at what uh, what happened yesterday at the SEC. It was Gary Gensler's birthday.
1: Happy birthday to Rob Gensler. He should have told his twin brother to take the day off.
2: Before
0: I go to- see, he said happy, happy birthday to Rob Gensler. So for those of you who don't know, that is Rob Gensler. No kidding, no kidding. True story. This is Gary Gensler's brother. Apparently a much, much, much nicer guy than Gary Gensler. That's Rob Gensler. Um, let's, let's see what else I did for him at the SEC. Mr.
2: Crenshaw, I want to say that my twin brother is uh, happily going to the beach today. But he's happy for me, also, because he knows I love the job. And um, so he, he would say, keep at it, Gary, and do what you want to do on your birthday.
1: Happy birthday to you and, and your twin. I will not ask uh, which one uh, came out first. Uh, but uh, both of you, I
2: definitely have made your marks uh, uh, in, in the profession. I d- My baby brother is doing fine today. <laughs>
0: So he does have a twin brother. Thank you,
2: Chair Gensler. And best wishes to you on, on your birthday and your brother's birthday today. And I want to wish Rob Gensler a happy birthday.
0: So it was his birthday yesterday. And I don't know if you if you celebrated Gary Gensler's birthday. If you did, well done. Uh, anyway, yesterday he was actually questioned by um, uh, Bloomberg around the ETF. And you can see that the whole narrative here has started to change. You can see that he's starting to avoid the question. He's starting to be a lot more... What's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Is it like a lot more coy about the whole that thing? Listen letter, to what happened yesterday. Uh,
1: last week, something else that happened last week, or rather didn't happen, was the SEC acting to appeal a court ruling from August in the Grayscale case. What he, he tries to, to, to,
0: to, to deflect SEC it
1: into a spot ETF. I know you can't comment on ongoing litigation, but should we still be considering that ongoing litigation given that lack of appeal at this point? And if not, what happens next?
2: Wait, didn't you?
0: Just Before he comments, I mean, people are commenting about Twin Brother. Can you imagine being Gary Gensler's Siamese twin? Can you imagine being stuck to that guy your whole life? Imagine, imagine like your luck You was that you were born as Gary Gensler's Siamese twin. Wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I wouldn't wish that. I even, to be honest, I even wouldn't wish that on BitBoy. Even on BitBoy, I wouldn't wish that.
2: You knew I wasn't going to comment on the litigation, but let me just say.
0: But is it still ongoing since so- you didn't appeal?
2: We didn't appeal last Friday. I think that's accurate. Um, so you could still in the but, future in another but, form. But what we have in front of us, just so that the viewing public understands, we have not one but multiple. I think it's eight or ten filings that the staff and ultimately the commission She's is considering. To deflected to the staff? What's called exchange traded products for mm-hmm. for Bitcoin to be in a in a in a security, so the Bitcoin would be held. And then there would be something called an exchange rate. You see, it starts going back to and basics train, about what an ETF is. crazy. Stock exchanges. And those filings are in front of us. I can't prejudge any one of them, but there's eight or ten that we're looking at.
1: Well, there is a large number, and there is kind of a narrative in this market, and I wonder if you could put it to rest, that someone's going to get to go first. Is that likely to happen, or is it likely to be a
0: group approval? If you're going to have one, a, a bunch of products could be approved at the same time.
2: Uh, again, I... I I'm not going to prejudge the staffs doing work on those uh, multiple filings, but it's also about those companies are issuers. See, when a company is actually or.
0: See, basically, basically this whole interview was a whole lot of nothing. And that's that's where we're at. I think what he's realizing now is he's realizing, look, the fight is too big. We have to approve an ETF. That's that's actually exactly what Mike Novigrad said. Um, He said that it's now becoming a case of. Of when, just, let, let's not if. With this report. So let's
3: start with. I was interviewed on CNBC. Slash Listen to this. Slash I don't know what about the fact that not just BlackRock but Fidelity and so many others have uh, attempted at least or have applications in to try to get a Bitcoin uh, ETF uh, going. And the question is whether just because they're asking, is it going to be approved?
4: Yeah, it's going to get approved. I, we actually think you know we're partnered with Invesco on on an application. We think it happens this year in 2023. um all the the indications of so he says it hap- it's happening this year seem to be heading in the right direction and that's you know from what mike from though the people, because i yes. don't want
3: people to mike people are gonna say he's talking his book he's got he owns a lot of bitcoin he wants this to happen obviously what would you pinpoint and it specifically suggest that you're seeing around the approval process that is somehow you different know, today than it was a year ago than was it like was a, two the, or three years most, ago
4: the most significant piece was the SEC lost in court, right? The judge you talking about SEC. You're, you're, you have a futures ETF and you're saying you can't have a cash ETF. That makes intellectually zero sense. And uh, I think that put the SEC on the back foot. And I think Gensler needs a win. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of pressure uh, to do something that is rational. The American public wants this. BlackRock, who's the largest asset manager in the world, is out publicly saying we're going to get this done, and it's you know I can't talk specific about conversations or guys are having, and you know that's on the the Invesco side, but talking to all the other people, it just feels like the dialogue with the SEC is all heading in the right
3: direction. But but what, when you say the dialogue with the SEC, are, is there have you seen a shift, a fundamental shift in the way the SEC? anecdotally i imagine would have to be the only way you'd know this has changed the approach to thinking about this in light of that lawsuit which is to say you know uh, lena khan has lost lawsuits before uh, so i mean he's
0: saying look it's an it's definitely not a when it's not an if and he's predicting that it's going to happen in 2023 so his predictions his prediction is that it's going to happen in 2023 um Speaking of predictions with Mike, with Mike Novogratz, he's not the best predictor in the world. So even though he does predict that this thing's going to happen in 2023, I'll show you some of the other Mike Novogratz predictions. Because, you know, he's, got, he's a big name. He's obviously a, b- a big name. He's, he predicted we're hitting 500K in 2024. Uh, 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 would now be the, luck, the happiest guy if it ended in 30K. So he, he once predicted that. He's, I mean, listen, predictions... Any type of Bitcoin prediction is actually a game of fools. And it is actually a game of fools. People are predicting it. You have a very, 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 very small chance of actually getting it right. And you've got like a maximum chance of actually getting it wrong. And when you do, when you do get it wrong, you're going to be mean all over the internet. So you're not, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, um, uh, you shouldn't make price predictions, which is why I don't make price predictions. But I mean, Mike Novogratz's predictions, just because he is Mike Novogratz doesn't mean that you need to listen to everything that he says, because very, very, very often he's actually, he's actually wrong. Anyway, let's, let's move on. And just before we move on, I forgot to tell you guys that there are a whole lot of you that still haven't subscribed. I can see it. Um, I see that while we've been here, a lot more of you are subscribed. Remember, we're now live on this channel. So you need to subscribe to this channel. Let's try and get this number to 100,000 subscribers before the end of the, of the month and then 125,000 before the end of the year. So if you're not already subscribed, smash the subscribe button. Let's go. Let's see this number going up. Let's watch the number going up and let's see the the, the subscribers going up. We've done great. We've got 11,000 subscribers in less than a week, but we need to get the number up because we need to get all our friends from the other channel back to this channel so we can have two channels to bring you amazing content, not one. And I've got like brilliant hosts and a whole lot of other other things that I want to bring for you guys uh, right here on Banter. Anyway, let's go back to, to the SEC. Let's talk a little bit more about the SEC and Gary Gensler, who's now become... The day after his birthday, he's become very, 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 very coy and very, very, you know, as I said to you, like...
2: Asset manager is seeking to take something
0: public. And, and, and now, now Gary Gensler has a completely different uh, uh, enemy, a completely different opponent. So one person who's not, not a, 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 a stranger to the SEC is Elon Musk. Remember, Elon Musk hates the SEC. Do you remember a couple of years ago... He tweeted that tweet that said, uh, taking Tesla private, got funding secured, something, something, 420. I don't know if you, you guys remember that. And then what happened was he got a lawsuit from the SEC and he didn't want to settle. And when he did settle, he, 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 he settled and he said, okay, we'll, we'll have, you know, people will, will read my tweets and have oversight about my tweets. I don't know if you guys remember that. Anyway, I've got a, a little clip for you from that, just to remind you. And I think it's, it's such a cool, funny clip that, He's got, Elon's got such a stuffy attitude when it comes to the SEC. Listen, Tweet a lot.
1: I, I use my tweets to express myself. <laughs> Some people oh my use God. their hair. <laughs> I use Twitter.
5: Well, but you So this knew- is after he
0: said taking Tesla private, got funding secured, 420, and then the price of Tesla shot up, and then the SEC took him to task.
5: You're tweeting to, to kind of get back at critics. Rarely. You, have, you kind of have little wars with the press.
1: Twitter is a war zone. If somebody's going to jump in the war zone, it's like okay you're in the arena let's go
5: his war zone tweeting drew fire when out of the blue in August he tweeted quote am considering taking Tesla private at 420 funding secured the SEC disputed that claim and charged him with securities fraud the case was settled with Musk agreeing that his communications relating to the company including Twitter would be overseen by his board have you had any of your tweets censored since the settlement? No. None. Does someone have to read them before they go out? No. So your tweets are not supervised?
1: The, the, the only tweets that would have to be, say, um, reviewed would be if, if a tweet had a probability of uh, causing a movement in the stock. And that's it? Yeah. I mean, otherwise it's, uh, hello, First Amendment. It's like freedom of speech is fundamental.
5: But but how do they know if it's going to move the market if they're not reading all of them before well, you send them?
1: Well, I guess uh, we might make some
0: mistakes. Who knows? <laughs> Are you serious? We might make some mistakes. Who knows? We no, might. He's perfect.
1: <laughs> Look at you. No, I, 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 want, I want to be clear. I do not respect the SEC. I do not respect them.
0: But he but does not respect abiding. he does not respect the SEC. And now listen to what's happening. So now. You've got him and Mark Cuban who have teamed up, right? So, him and Mark Cuban now team up and they are going up against Gary Gensler. Okay, now what they're going up against him for is they want to change the way that the SEC is run, specifically to voice their support for an overhaul of the current agency administrative proceedings that allow for the use of in house judges to preside over cases brought by the SEC itself, prohibiting defendants from the right to a jury trial. So, that's what they're going after. But now, him and Mark Cuban have teamed up. They, found this, they filed this amicus brief and they are going up against, uh, against Gary Gensler. This is the whole amicus brief. You don't, actually, you don't really need, uh, need to read it. But you do need to know that Elon Musk is actually thirsty for blood. He says, Dr. Jack says, what if Elon Musk, Tesla has been baiting the SEC for years, building their case on a level of corruption now that they have enough evidence to go public with it all grab your popcorn? He says, building a case is exactly what I've been doing he says, I didn't start. He said, so someone said, starting a fight to the SEC is not a great look. He said, I didn't start the fight, but I will finish it. So maybe this is the Elon Musk finishing the, the fight with the SEC. Um, okay, wait, I'm getting messages here on the news group. Wow, hold on a second. Holy shit. This is unbelievable. Okay, let me show you something that is unbelievable incredible 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 remember yesterday we gave people tokens in Rekt, which is that telegram gaming bot we gave people 50 dollars worth of tokens 50 tokens remember those people the people that stayed till the end the people that did it here's the launch of that token when we gave them the token the value of a token was one dollar which means that they are currently up 19x on their money 19, well, they got $50, 50 they got $1,000 each. That's basically what they got, $1,000 each. So Rekt is actually open trading now, trading at $18.50. I'm not telling you to go and buy it now. You never, ever, ever buy a token as it launches. You wait until the price settles down. Um, but rect now trading at, Twenty nine, eighteen dollars seventy three. So those people that won, congratulations! Whatever happens, don't buy this thing now. You never buy a token on the on the launch pump. That's we know. We've got to keep the fam safe. We've got to keep the fam safe. That that's the the, the most important thing. Um. All right, let's carry on. Remember, if we get to one thousand two hundred likes, we pretty much one thousand two hundred and fifty likes. I see we're pretty much very close to that. I'm gonna show you at the end of the show how you can win a full Bitcoin. And it's not a joke, you can. Just like yesterday I said people are gonna make about a thousand dollars. Did I stick to my word? Of course I did. People have made their thousand dollars. Right, there it is. A bit less now, but I mean I see it. It's it's definitely going in the right direction. Do not buy this token now. Forget get 1,200 likes, I'll show you guys how you can... Have, by, by the 1st of January, you can have your very own Bitcoin. By the, by the 1st of January. Anyway, for now, let's go into the war. But I want to talk about an, a different kind of war. So today I want to talk about Elizabeth Warren's war on crypto. And this time what she's done is she's actually teamed up with Hamas. And she's trying to use Hamas to, to, to end crypto. But she doesn't have any clue what she's talking about. It's ridiculous. You'll remember that Elizabeth Warren... Has always been anti crypto. She's always been anti crypto. She runs on this anti crypto agenda. She is effectively Gary Gensler's puppet. She's effectively the, she pulls Gary Gensler's string. She's the person that put him there. She is the head of the financial services committee. She put Gary Gensler in his role. And Gary Gensler, who was once a Bitcoin, a pro Bitcoin person, now does. Uh, now basically reports to her. He is her puppet. and That's why he's against crypto. Anyway, now what her latest tactics are, I mean, her latest tactics, you, you can see how much I love her. Um, her latest tactics are, she has written, with 100 legislators, she's written um, a White House to, and the Treasury about crypto and terrorism. So here is the letter over here. Uh, let's actually find the letter. She says, Dear Undersecretary Nelson and Mr. Sullivan, we write to express our grave concern regarding reports that in the months leading up to their brutal and horrific attack on October 7th, Hamas and Palestinian jihad raised millions of dollars in crypto, evading U.S. sanctions and funding their operation. Millions of dollars. Just get get this right. Millions of dollars in crypto. Millions of dollars in crypto. Evading U.S. sanctions, indeed, between August 21 and this past June, two groups have raised over $30 million in crypto and moved millions amongst each other, spending over $12 million, uh, in crypto to Hezbollah since 2023. As the Wall Street Journal reports, researchers who study Hamas financing said, crypto remains, a number one, num- remains one of a number of tools that they use to raise funds. Given the clear and present danger posed by the financing of these militant organizations. We asked the administration to provide additional details on its plan to prevent the use of crypto to fund terrorism. What she wants is she wants the end of crypto. She's willing to do whatever it takes to, to end crypto. On the morning of the 7th, uh, Hamas fired 2,200 rockets towards Israel, blah, de, blah, de, blah. We know exactly what happened. Hamas has been clearing in solicitations for crypto about the intended use use of assets. So she said that, and then one of the guys from Chainalysis who, you know, Chainalysis published the on-chain reports, and, you know, they ran a whole report around Hamas correcting the record in accurate methodologies for estimating cryptocurrencies' role in terrorism finance, and they published this, and I'm not going to read the whole report for you, but factually, what they're saying is, in fact, it's possible that no one understands the challenges of using cryptocurrencies better uh, for fundraising than Hamas. On 27th of April, 2023, Al-Qassam Brigades, the militant wing of Hamas, announced the shutdown of their long-standing cryptocurrency donation program. Al-Qassam Brigades cited concerns for the safety of their donors given the prosecution of those who donate. Private sector organizations may also play an important role in shutting down terrorism finance. Exchanges in particular offer um, uh, on-ramps and off-ramps, conducting KYC due diligence as well as monitoring transactions for money laundering and sanctions. Uh, Using blockchain analysis solutions are crucial to preventing terrorists and bad actors. So what chain analysis is saying is, no, 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 hold on a second. You're wrong. Actually, what Hamas realized is that they can't use cryptocurrency. And the reason why they can't use cryptocurrency is because there is a link to every single wallet that has sent it. And so this thing actually backfired on her because chain analysis is actually the FBI actually used chain analysis. And so she's written this whole letter and she is completely wrong in her approach and the data actually shows this. She says, this report finishes off by saying, chain analysis will provide further details on terrorism funding activity to the public as opportunities arise while protecting the integrity of ongoing investigations. In the meantime, it's important to fact check analyses suggesting large totals of terrorism, financing, and exotic cash payouts. You see? So she tried to take us down. She could not take us down. She could not take us down. What they did do, get this, is they sanctioned Hamas wallets. So they found wallets that are linked to Hamas and they sanctioned the wallets. So great. I mean, they, they're being proactive and they're taking steps to sanction wallets. That's the, the US treasury. They're they sanctioning wallets actually linked to Hamas. But then when you go and look at the wallets, you realize how clueless these people actually are. The first wallet that they sanctioned has a total of, get this, get this, $16.30 dollars 30 And the last transaction made out of the wallet was the 13th of the 5th, 2022. So so let me get this right. You are sanctioning a wallet that has $16.30 in it and that hasn't been used since 2022 May. Is that the best you can do? It also has some Bitcoin cash. It has $29.19 in Bitcoin cash. And the last time that that wallet moved was... 1st of March, 2021. This is, this is the, the wallets that they, that they landed up sanctioning. I, I mean, I actually can't believe my eyes. I did like this. He says, John Deaton, who, John Deaton, who is the ex, what is he? He's a, he's a crypto law. He said, uh, he said, crypto law founder John Deaton plans to send a letter to the White House claiming Elizabeth Warren is a security threat to the, sovereign, to the sovereignty of the United States and the financial freedom of its people. I think I agree with him. I think I agree with him. I think I agree with him. Anyway, remember guys, we're very close. I think we've got 240 likes. We've got to try and beat yesterday and then we're going to tell you guys how you can win a Bitcoin, how you can win a Bitcoin. Um, Let's let's move on to this story. This is actually quite a big story. So the New York Attorney General, which is, we know the New York Attorney General, they they are quite a a dangerous law enforcement uh, um, uh, entity. They claim that Genesis DCG Michael Morrow and Barry Silbert falsely represented its financial records to conceal a $1 billion hole. So what, what's happened here is there is um, the New York Attorney General has filed a complaint against multiple entities involved in the Genesis Earn Saga, which involved lending money to Genesis, which was ultimately lost by three Arrows capital. The New York Attorney General claims that Genesis, Michael Morrow and Barry Silbert conspired to fraudulently represent, fraudulently represent Genesis financial condition to hide its holes in its finances. The New York Attorney General Letitia James filed a complaint yesterday, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And what do they want in the complaint? The complaint asks for the defendants to be restricted from being involved in the sales of securities and commodities in the state of New York and to pay damages, penalties, and to give up any profits, which is called disgorgement, from any activities made, um, and they've reached out to comments and haven't got comments. So Barry Silbert might actually be in, in a little bit of uh, a little bit of hot water. What else is there? What else is it? Um, I don't know if you noticed, but Aptos went down. Nobody noticed because no one uses Aptos. Did you did you guys realize that Aptos went down? Believe it or not, Aptos went down. No, nobody knows this because nobody actually uses Aptos. Let me know in the comments if you, if you've actually ever used Aptos. Um, I don't think anybody's used Aptos. Uh, anyway, Aptos was down for more than four hours, according to Aptos Scan. When Solana goes down, everybody knows Solana goes down because people use it. But when Aptos goes down, I don't think anybody uh, anybody actually realized that Aptos went down. Yeah, I mean, crazy, but it it went down. It went down. Um, all right, we're nearly there. We got one thousand and forty five likes. We need one hundred and fifty five more likes. I'll show you how you can have a Bitcoin by the end of the the um, by the end of the year by the 1st of January. In the meantime, I did say I'm going to take trade travel, chill people that are in our BitGet group and I'm going to give you $250 in your wallet. So line 131, line 132. If, you, if your account number is 7366149487 and 7379106474 in terms of a BitGet user ID, you get $250 actually put into your account. Before, before we talk about the, the one Bitcoin giveaway, remember we are starting our options trading course next week. You need to have a Deribit account. Go sign up, get your account, deposit $50. No, in fact, just sign up and get your account and you get $50 in your account immediately. There's a link below. It's limited to the first 100 people and and those are the ones that are gonna be going into the free options course with us. And I think it's quite cool to actually learn options for free. Uh, What else is there? What else is there? What else is there? Um, I mean, I wanna talk about two other things. One is the market was a little bit, Upset with Uniswap when they launched their their new fees, based on one day of fees, Uniswap is looking at around twenty five to thirty million in annualized income, um, which is which is quite big twenty five to thirty million dollars in annualized income. That's that's quite big from that change. Also, I saw this um, if you're an FTX creditor uh their investment in anthropic may actually make you nearly whole then it, it may actually make you whole ftx invests at 500 million that stake is worth 2.5 billion to 3.6 billion without the amazon dilution so unbelievable wow someone says here wow unbelievable so you, you, these tokens these these rec tokens are actually doing fantastically well 15 times your money unbelievable 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 um, all right, let's see. Are we going to do it? We don't have uh, 1,200 likes yet. So Aptos is up because of the rumors of the second airdrop. There are rumors of a second airdrop. While we're waiting for 1,200 likes, let's go to the newsroom and just see what's going on in the newsroom. Anything happening here, gentlemen? Uh, Bitcoin price could hit 56,000 if BlackRock ETF is approved. That's according to port. Bonds are down bad. Is the TLT down? I actually bought some TLT. TLT. Let's have a look here. TLT. The the bonds, 8,402. Okay, I bought it at 87, so not the end of the world. Um, we're crypto people. We're made of steel. We're made of steel. We nearly got the 1,200 likes. Come on, guys. We nearly, nearly, nearly that. We've got 84,804 subscribers. Come on, help me help you. Help me help you. Uh, let me know if you want to Bitcoin as well. Hit me, run. Always here from the beginning. Giuseppe, that's Giuseppe. Uh, someone said, stop, stop spamming. Stop spamming, please. Uh, get Larry Fink on Friday banter. Tomorrow, I think I'm going to get Benjamin Cowan, because I, I need to catch up with him. I think we'll try to get Benjamin Cowan tomorrow. Um, RollBit is up. Let's see what RollBit is doing. Um, you see, I was looking at blue earlier. I mean, it, it's not a great picture. Let's go into the hourly. Okay, in the hourly, there's some big moves. Ave moved 5% up in the last hour. RollBit's, Rollbit's moving up very nicely. Um, let's see what's going on here. A bullish pennant on Bitcoin. Let's have a look. What's, what's Bitcoin actually doing? Bitcoin is at 20, 28,480. Bitcoin, please, Bitcoin, please. Okay, we've got nine more likes. Okay, so here's how this works, right? So I said to you that price predictions are a stupid game. And if you make a price prediction, then it's not great. I mean, because 99% of the time you'll be wrong, but you may, you may actually be right. There's only one time in the world where I think a price prediction is a smart thing to do and that's today. And I'll tell you why I think today is a great time for for you to get your price predictions, to, to actually do a price prediction. So here's how it works. I'm going to tell you when and I'm going to tell you which shows. And then I want you guys to tell me in the comments and in the live chat what the Bitcoin price is going to be at the moment that Bitcoin, the moment that the East Coast hits the 1st of January, 2024. So let's say the, the, the opening price in 2024 as per New York, as per Coinbase. And if you get the Bitcoin price right, the person who gets it the most right wins, get this, get this, half a Bitcoin. If you, wanna, if you want to get the other half of a Bitcoin, You've got to put at least 10 trades in your Bybit account between now and the end of the year. So here's how it works. you got to, in order to qualify for this, you've got to have a Bybit account using a crypto link. There's a Bybit account below. Right. Then whenever I tell you to, and I see guys already commenting, I see a lot of people are already commenting about Bitcoin. So here's how it works. You go, you go and open a Bybit account with a with a crypto link, any crypto link, Miles, Ryan, Annie, anyone you want, then When we tell you, and it's only certain shows on certain days, you got to tell us what you think the price of Bitcoin is going to be in the first second of 2024 as per Coinbase, as per East Coast times. The winner gets half a Bitcoin. And if the winner has done more than 10 trades in that Bybit account between now and the end of the year, 10 trades is nothing, it's for ants, then the winner gets a full Bitcoin. We double the prize, you get a full Bitcoin. So you got it, You, you win half, you win half, Someone says buy a bit banned in the UK. All right, for people in the UK, you can do it in your BitGet account also. For people in the UK, you can use your BitGet account also. How's that? That's fair, that's fair. So you can use your BitGet account if you're in the UK, otherwise your buy a bit account. And remember, you gotta try and get as closely as possible. So those of you who say 32K, if someone says 32, 561 and they closer than 32K, they're gonna win it, you see? All right, so you got two minutes from now, to give us your price predictions, we'll go back into the, into the comments. You'll if you're the winner, you just let us know that you you actually won. Let's go. Remember how it works. You've got to have you've got to have Canada banned from Bitget. Yeah, Canada's banned from everything. Canada, you can't play. I mean, you can't play because we can't pay you. So Bitget for the UK, Buybit for the rest of the world, and CoinW if you're in the US, and CoinW if you're in the US. That's it. Now everybody can participate. Open an account. Uh, um, open account if you win if you get it right you get half a bitcoin if you've put more than 10 trades through between now and the end of the year we double it you get yourself a full bit a, a full bitcoin americans you, you're blocked by bybit and Bitget, but you're not blocked by CoinW. there's a coin link below hey james no. there is now there's a coin w link below there's a coin link below all right let's see what the numbers are yeah i got daniel saying 27955 Paul saying, oh, these things, Josh, you're going to have to, you're going to have to stop on these, because, okay, Lars Hudipal, 215. Tom Wang, 55,000, uh, Spencer Field, 49,100, Martin, 42,690, uh, Marston, 26,745, uh, let's see, what else, what else, 34,763, that's Herman's Muse, 23,308, I mean, come on, 303, that's terrible, come on, come on, BB, you can do better, all right, so that's how it works. You know, you see how it works. You can carry on doing this in the comments as well. Uh, long story short, today is one of those days. If you have a buy buybit account, if you're in the UK, a BitGet account, if you're in the US, a CoinW account, to qualify, half a Bitcoin if you get the number right, and if you've done ten trades or more between now and the end of the year, we double that. You get a full Bitcoin. Go, go, go! And if you haven't got an account, we're going to do this again tomorrow, and we're going to do it again the next day, and we're going to do it again the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day until we actually get right. Got it? Great. Sending you guys much love. I'll see you guys again. Let's just quickly one last look just to see if we've missed anything. Have we missed anything? Tech billionaire Peter Thiel was an FBI informant. Wow. (coughs) (coughs) Pentagon accused China of nuclear buildup. A lot of non-crypto things going on in our crypto chat here. I think we must talk to researchers. All right, I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, trade well, my friends.